like to talk about Robert Schreider. He is a CSSP. That's not a Paulist. That is a father of the precious blood. Okay, but whenever we write it, they think it's a typo. <laughs> but Bob Schreider is one of the great theologians talking about reconciliation. He has studied, of course, the Judeo-Christian theology of reconciliation, but he also has studied these truth and reconciliation panels that have been set up around the world. The one that's probably most famous are the, the ones that were set up after apartheid ended in South Africa. And, but he's really done a lot about talking about how we actually reconcile in truly terrible times. And what he has said is for us Christians, the best model for reconciliation is to look at the appearances of Jesus after the resurrection. And guess what? We have one of those today. What do you know? In Easter, who would have thought? And so we're going to be hearing from the last chapter of John. And this past Sunday night, Dr. Ruth Queen Smith was on fire when she was leading us in the graduate student and young professionals group. And I'll just share one nugget with you now for when we listen to the passage. And that is that there's a mention that Peter and Jesus are talking at a charcoal fire. A charcoal fire. Well, there's only one other time in the Gospel of John where a charcoal fire is mentioned. And that would be the reading we heard on Good Friday. Peter is warming himself at a charcoal fire when he denies Jesus three times. And so now Peter is back at another charcoal fire. So keep that in mind as we listen to that. But before we get to that, I forgot to tell the second reader. Which one of you guys is doing the second reading? Jerry, before you get up, after the psalm, we're going to turn off the lights and we're going to hear a short childhood story to get you in the mood for the second reading in the gospel and the homily. Okay? So once I finish the story, you can come on up. Thanks. I'd like to share with you an abbreviated version of this book called Guess How Much I Love You by Sam McBratney. It's illustrated by Anita Jerome. And it was written in 1994, but this, I think, is a great book if you have children or grandchildren or godchildren of a certain age. I'll be buying another copy of this in a few months for my last goddaughter. Little Nut Brown Hair, who was going to bed, held on tight to Big Nut Brown Hair's very long ears. He wanted to make sure the big nut brown hair was listening. Guess how much I love you, he said. Oh, I don't think I could guess that, said big nut brown hair. This much, said little nut brown hair, stretching out his arms as wide as they could go. Big nut brown hair had even longer arms. But I love you this much, he said. Hmm. That is a lot, thought little nut brown hair. I love you as high as I can reach, said little nut brown hair. I love you as high as I can reach, said big nut brown hair. And so it went. I love you as high as I can hop. I love you as high as I can hop. I love you all the way down to the lane and as far as the river, cried little nut brown hair. I love you across the river and over the hills, 
said Big Nut Brown Hare. That's very far, thought Little Nut Brown Hare. He was almost too sleepy to think anymore. Then he looked beyond the thorn bushes, out into the big dark night. Nothing could be farther than the sky. I love you right up to the moon, he said, and closed his eyes. Oh, that's far, said Big Nut Brown Hare. That is very, very far. Big Nut Brown Hare settled Little Nut Brown Hare into his bed of leaves. He leaned over and kissed him goodnight. Then he lay down close by and whispered with a smile, I love you right up to the moon and back. As I often say, I'm not a psychologist, and I try not to play one in the confessional. In fact, when I was in my first semester of theology graduate school, we had one course where the professor repeatedly said, you all know this, it's Psych 101. Every time I would raise my hand and say, Jim, I don't know this. The only classes I took in college that began with the letter P were in physics. Nevertheless, I had a powerful prayer experience in that class based on one of our textbooks called Healing the Eight Stages of Life by Matthew Lynn, Dennis Lynn, and Sheila Fabricant. They suggest that if there is an event in your past that has caused you significant pain, go back to that scene in your mind's eye in prayer. Then, invite Jesus to come into that scene and interact with the other characters in the event that caused you the hurt. One day that semester, I decided to try this prayer experience from an event from kindergarten that I remembered vividly when some of my classmates treated me badly. In prayer, as I forlornly stood on the sidewalk watching my classmates run away, Jesus came and walked with me. He took me to a playground and we talked about my feelings. And I received a rush of insights about my classmates, my family, and myself. It was powerful. And even though I'm not a psychologist in the confessional, I sometimes suggest that people engage in a similar prayer experience. John tells us that St. Peter had a unique opportunity to relive a terrible moment from his past, reliving that moment of denial around the charcoal fire, but now to relive that with Jesus of Nazareth physically with him. We may never have such an experience in our lives, but we can engage in a prayerful simulation. So I'd like to give you a moment to try this prayer exercise. If you're not prepared to try something like this right now, that's okay. Please just think quietly about when you might want to try this prayer in the future. And give the rest of us a few moments to try it now. So please, if you're comfortable, close your eyes. Take a few moments to think of something bad you've done or something about you that makes you feel ashamed. Sit with that feeling of sinfulness for a moment. Now imagine that you are sitting at a charcoal fire alone with Jesus. 
look into Jesus' eyes. He looks lovingly back into your eyes with a gentle smile. And he gently says your name and asks, Do you love me? How do you respond? He calls your name a second time and asks, Do you love me? What do you say? Jesus continues to gaze at you with love, fully aware of your feelings. He asks a third time, Do you love me? Jesus loves you farther than your arms can reach. Jesus loves you beyond the depths of the sea. Jesus loves you to the moon and back. Drink in that love. And then Jesus rises from the fire and bids you to stand. Then he reaches out a hand and simply says, Follow me.